Yo, yo, yo. That sounded like the crime time guy. Remember that guy? Yo, yo, yo. Oh, he sounded like the crime time guy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Homie. GTG, Shad Gaspard. Crime <laughs> time. All right, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I know you were so Oh, yeah. Super excited. What? Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the theme? What? <laughs> All right. Moving on. Welcome to the A Show for the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin. And as you've already heard, I'm here with Meals, Millsy himself. What's up, Mills? Yes. I'm, I'm here. Listen, this is my. This is my last week of being 30. I'm turning 31 next week. Oh, God. I thought you were last week of being in your 20s or something. No, no, no. Last week, of, last week of being 30. 30 was a... 30 was a... For turning 30, I don't know if what your year was like when you turned 30, but this was a pretty terrible year. <laughs> uh, it was a much better year when I turned <laughs> Easily. Easily. Um, so I'm definitely turning 31 next week, and it'll be on the A show next week. So it'll be a very interesting show. So what I really wanted to say is, if you guys wanted to cash at me money, my cash app is. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> dollar sign Meals TV, and you can send me money. And you're the, you're the Meals and Dollar Man. <laughs> you feel- <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you mean, if you want to send that on the Cash Note app, you can definitely. <laughs> The meals, like, come on, man. Who got a million off of cash app? Who but us? Anyway, who but us? This is true. This is true. But yes, to be all seriously, um, I'm doing okay, man. How have you been? Good, man. We're we're uh we're moving through uh the the road to WrestleMania. We got a lot of thoughts on both shows this week. I actually um, have a beef with you. I have a beef with you for something that you posted on Twitter. That it, I, it's not even a beef with you. I guess it's a beef with Wale too. What do you guys have against things on pancakes? I don't I don't agree. Well, uh I I think that I just don't I don't like to have a lot of fruit and stuff when it it, it muddies the water. Hold on, let me let me let me see if he'll let me see if he can he can drop his opinion on it. Let me Ooh, let me, let me right quick. Please do cuz yeah, the pancake thing is it's it's nah. I, I don't agree. I, I don't know what he's doing. This is just completely like out of out of left field. If usually he'll he'll call me back. He'll probably call me back an hour after we finish the show but absolutely um, you always got to announce it's like the the joe button thing hey this is the a show with just and he's like oh shit here we go again yeah see look he'll he'll he literally just texts me he'll he'll probably call back but anyway he he doesn't feel as though it it's he feels as though it's superfluous and and i completely agree we've had this conversation before you know in private he brought it public and i was like yeah like we don't like <laughs> don't like waffles and and you know i just feel like that because remember in, in at ihop you had the rudy tootie fresh and fruity and yes. that was like what you used to get as a kid and as you get sure. older you're like what the fuck like and i'm supposed to put syrup on top of this all right so here's the thing though ihop fruits aren't real fruits <laughs> like they're <laughs> canned real fruit they look like real fruit but they're absolutely not real fruit they're they're the canned disgusting they're not fresh fruit at all i think I see where you're getting at with the whole syrup and like muddying the water thing, but it's delicious nonetheless. Like it's a delicious treat. It's a delicious experience. You know, you throw some stuff on some pancakes, you jazz it up a bit. Who are we not to jazz up some food a little bit? Now, now I got the a, world. You know, I got a question for you. Are you going to okay. try my recipe? I can try it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can. I've never made pancakes from scratch. I, I'll let you assume what pancake brand I typically uh, go from. Um, okay. but 
I, I don't do pancakes from scratch, but I can do pancakes from scratch now since that you've given me the recipe. Um, but I'm normally a, uh, well, what do you think? What do you think? I think you can do it. It's it's really easy. You know, you just got to have okay. buttermilk. Uh, that's probably the most wildest. That's probably the one thing you probably don't have in your refrigerator is buttermilk. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What 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 brand of pancake mix do you think I use? Uh, I would hope not Hungry Jack. Hell no. What? <laughs> I, hope, what is I, that? I would hope you use Bisquick. I use Aunt Jemima. <laughs> oh, wow. Aunt Jemima about to be off the streets, man. by the way. It's the, it's the same. It's the same company. It's basically Hungry Man. Oh really? Wow, yeah. didn't know that. I feel like Aunt Jemima's about to be out the, off the streets. I feel like White Guilt is about to <laughs> send Aunt Jemima to the poorhouse. We could go into the into the racial implications of Aunt Jemima. Mm, we couldn't. How that is just terrible. But I, 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 I before I don't want to. Let's not go down that road. I want to. Congr- no, let's not. I want to congratulate everyone who uh, the 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 two fellows who won. Uh, the Royal Rumble pool. The books were sent off. I believe one of them should have gotten the book by now. I think the other person will get it on the day the show drops. Uh, and if not, please DM us or hit me up. <laughs> because yeah, of course. My bad. <laughs> but um, they're they no, should... they out here stealing packages now. Yeah, I know. They they probably thought it was a PS5 in there. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to you two. Uh, we're we're going to hit you up imminently for uh a your guest spots on the a show but meals let us get into no holds bar we have a very very heavy news oriented show today Absolutely. so let's into it uh first off unfortunate news you know we, we we hate to start off any uh show with, with terrible news like this but you know uh two days ago three days ago uh butch reed uh passed away uh, he was a Mary, he was, he was a football player. Uh, he, he was, you know, he did, he did it all. And he was, you know, one of the, uh, you know, one of the members of doom with Ron Simmons. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was in one of the most like high profile main events. He was in a survivor series main event one time, like he did a lot of stuff and, and blazed a lot of trails for African-American wrestlers. And, um, he was just a fantastic, you know, heavy, big dude. Like he's like, look at his pictures. He looked like he could fucking pluck you to to saturn right no i mean i agree i'll be honest i don't know much about or i've never truly experienced or don't know much about butch reed's career to be honest with you um it was definitely before my time but i do respect everything that he's done and the roads that he has paved and what just being a african-american wrestler during the time he was an african-american wrestler and being able to excel during that period I mean, it just shows you the amount of strength and also the kind of persistence and 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 just the kind of man that he was. I mean, you know, one you know one half of Doom. If you're counting, if you're not including Teddy Long within this as well, um, but yeah, definitely a history making tag team, history making wrestler. And it's sad that we have to talk about this news during Black History Month, but he will forever be immortalized as a part of Black history. You know, yeah, in the in the, in the trails that he has blazed. Um, have have you know we're seeing it really come to roost here and you know it just it sucks that we gotta say like you know this was 40 some years ago and just mm-hmm. now getting the recognition but you know uh you know companies got a long way to go but i i Absolutely. do see that light at the end of the tunnel and we see it every single week when we watch these shows so because of him you know we get the bianca belairs who is not only a woman she's not only a woman but also in the same vein of a powerhouse like he was just strong right so mm-hmm. 
you know, shout out to to uh, to Butch Reed, you know, rest in peace and uh, our prayers go out to his family and friends at this time. Um, Is this celebratory news, though, on the on the other end? It might be. It might be. It, this is uh, this news dropped as soon as we finished press recording on last week's <laughs> A show. So it would have actually been amazing. If we were able to talk about it on last week, given that shout out to Seahawk Cam, who's on the show, I think it would have been amazing to talk about it with him. Um, it's unfortunate that I guess we recorded too promptly, but yeah, this is celebratory news for me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we, we'll get right to it. Uh, Laura Sullivan, let go, released mm. WWE. Well, the news is, is that he was actually- The freak released- is on the loose, is what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, the, the news was that he was actually released before the holidays, but the, the news just came out. WWE confirmed it with uh, a bunch of sources after it asked. And um, yeah, uh, you know, th- this guy did not make much of a splash at all. Mm. You know, when, when it came to, to pro wrestling, uh, he was basically snake bit <laughs> from the moment he stepped into the main roster after all of those terrible posts on the message boards came out. There was like a... Right. And th- completely unrelated and, and you know should not you know uh be marked against him but there was videos of him that came out uh doing certain things and you know like it, it was it was just a bad time for him there was a lot of mental health issues that they you know he claims or says uh was his issue right. and uh yeah he, he doesn't i mean i mean you know all signs point to him not even coming back to wrestling at all but you know never say never there but he is gone finally he is, it's an interesting career arc considering I think he was touted very heavily when he did sign with WWE just for being this like massive guy. I mean, he's not, it wasn't massive like Big Show, but it's massive like look at his hands, look at his things. Oh my God, we got a monster on our hands. And you That's look it. at the history, yeah, you, lo- you look at the history of NXT and they've never really had like big hosses or really anybody of the matter featured on the show. And I don't even know if they've really, I mean, at least not in this iteration of NXT for like the past six years. If you go back to like 2012 and shit, like, yeah, of course. Um, but even his era in NXT of big guys, he was quickly, I mean, as soon as he left, overshadowed by Keith Lee, overshadowed yeah. by a Damian Priest. Like the big guys now are a lot more agile. These are not the 80s. Like, you know, the, well, the, Lars was... I think- like buttoned in to he was Cena when he came up. Yeah, I think it was me. Ma- I think it was mainly because he was. I mean, he's trained completely by the WWE system, right? Yeah. So it's kind of what their idea of what a big man should be. I mean, you look at the Keith Lees and then and Damian Priest and stuff, and they spent their time in the Indies, kind of honing their own type of style to bring into WWE. Whereas Lars Sullivan ended up kind of being the depiction of like what what I. Ideally, what Vince McMahon would want in a big man is like he's a freak, damn it, and he's you know he's a uh, he's he's got large hands. Look at his hands, like look at his you know look at him, like look at him. He's he's disgusting. He's all this you know all this other shit, and it, he looks like he was molded in the you know the image of what a main roster big hoss was, and it's just wild. They're like you said, you know the John Cena thing. He got to the main roster, and I think he was supposed to kick off with a feud with John Cena, or at least eliminate John Cena from the Royal Rumble, or something like that. And just a whole lot of mental stuff prevented that from happening. Yeah, it, I mean, and the, and then a lot of stuff came out, which I would think compounded on a lot of the just the bad taste. Everything kind of let 
left in everybody's mouth and you know just the message board stuff the racist stuff the all the other things like that and that compounded and WWE tried I mean they tried at the end of last year right before the draft or right during the draft they tried once again and we were talking about the segments of like humanizing Lars and kind of all the other stuff and then he was pulled off TV and I think both sides saw that it wasn't working at that point and they I would assume they mutually decided to go their separate ways I'm assuming yeah uh, I mean can't say I'm sad. Uh, I, I do know that, you know, mental health is, is serious, but, you know, certain certain things can be explained away and certain things cannot. Um, so get your get your mental health right, but also get some get some learning in you, you know, get some get some you need to, you need to take deep, a deep look inside of yourself and realize the, the choices that got you to where you're at right now. And I hope he overcomes all of that. But other than that, fuck them. Uh, Big facts. Another release. Steve Cutler. Ooh. There's a lot going on with this release. A lot, it's a lot more complicated than, um, and and it goes. I mean, it goes way deeper than just his release. It goes into I, a lot of the conversation around what wrestlers have been doing in their free time, right? I feel like it's a. I feel like the complications surrounding his release, at least from everything that I've kind of read, have been stemmed a lot from his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but have stemmed a lot from, I guess, just public, you know public kind of opinion on what they think could have led to their release i don't know if anyone truly knows what led to his release besides him and maybe the company and maybe a few other people on the inside but from what i've read i was like wait how did we get here that's kind of what i wanted to know but as i mean as long as we're here i mean the conversation is definitely worth having yeah uh (laughs) so the idea is that or or not the idea but the thought is that he tested positive for COVID 19 uh, over the holiday break. And my thing is this, if he was fired for testing positive, a lot of people have tested positive in the past year on WWE TV. Yeah. I mean, some people we know about, some people we don't, they literally talked about Ray Mysterio last week. <laughs> exactly. And, and again, like the, I mean, we're talking about Drew McIntyre. We're talking about Ray Mysterio. We're talking about maybe Oscar at one point we, we speculated these people like Keith Lee, maybe Mia Yim, maybe these people were not fired. And you know, it, it does go and speak to to the fact that some of these people are irreplaceable and, and some of these people are not. <laughs> but, right. you know, it also speaks to the fact that there's something wrong with the reporting here and no one's really saying what it is. Now, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, who used to be in WWE, NXT, and now is in Impact, she said, you know, we... we the got- girlfriend of Steve Cutler, by the way, just yeah. that, which I learned this week. I was like, whoa, go Steve. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> that is his girlfriend. She had her side of the story. Meltzer had his side of the story, and it doesn't seem to be uh, a real consensus on what it is. Now, I don't believe it's because he got tested, or or if he did get tested, let me let me think. If he if he did get tested, I would think that it might have been him still showing up, him still doing what he you know what he was doing. Because the thing is, once people get caught doing it, they pretty much shape up after they get t- tested positive. They you st- you stop seeing them come, you know doing all of the wild shit, right? right? So like right. he might have still been doing the wild shit. I, I we we don't know, but if he was a, a a made an example of for that, then I mean, good on them, you know. But you know, it's it's still dangerous to to even be having that be the test. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm still I, the release itself. I don't think it's it's sort of major thing that's affecting WWE, especially considering how the Forgotten Sons have kind of gone. It's kind of like 
I mean, did um, Wesley Blake, he's still with the company, right? Yes. Uh, and so is Murphy. And it is being reported that, you know, Cutler's release is affecting those two guys uh, as a Not stand- Murphy. Um, uh, Blake? Blake and, um, you're talking about Blake and what's this guy that's on Raw, right? Blake and uh, Jackson? Well, it didn't affect Jackson because he was just completely taken off the show. Uh, taken oh. off uh, SmackDown. Wait, so Murphy's involved in this now? Yeah, because remember they were in a feud with Baron, uh, the the Knights. Or whatever they call Murphy was in that feud, and then they dropped the feud altogether. And now Murphy's not in it, and Aaliyah's not in the feud anymore, and it's just Dominic and Ray. Yeah, that's true. It it did affect a lot of people during this. I mean, it. I think it affected. I think Corbin, who's, you know, who at this point, I think, considering how his gimmick has run for the last two years, he's been king for the last two years. This was like the next step. And kind of like getting he he could have used this, I think, as ugly as those guys were and how <laughs> disgusting that they looked and stuff like that. Um, he could have used this. Um, but you know, I think he at the end of the day, he's like, yo, I'm Baron Corbin, I'm gonna do fine by myself anyway. It's just same old, same old at this point. It wasn't really that tough. But the, the I think the whole discussion surrounding Steve Cutler's uh, you know, release has eventually, it has opened up and kind of spiraled, especially considering Deanna Perrazzo's tweets and stuff like that, has spiraled into just kind of a, a major discussion that we've been having on the A-Show for the last number of months um, regarding, like, you know, superstars and and just how active they are and stuff like that. And without, you know, following kind of, I guess, safety protocol, um, it's a it's a weird situation, because I, at one, I do think that it would be best knowing your influence and knowing that the people that you are affecting, considering around this and we're spiraling off into a different, you know, conversation surrounding COVID and stuff like that. Because from what I read, all these tweets are like spiraled off and now Casey Catanzaro and Ricochet and all these other stuff. Yeah. All these other people are kind of brought into the situation when I guess the, the, the Casey, source of it was. The Casey issue has been going on before the Cutler issue, though. Casey yeah. has been what we would consider wild, right? Like maskless. <laughs> I think the the fact the the mere fact that she continues to like post all of these things to me. I mean, there's so much you can. I think I've I've thought a lot about this over the last number of days, and I think it's it's weird. I'm kind of half and half on it because I think it should be the really the responsibility of her employer to be the one that kind of be like, okay, at the end of the day, like you need to stop wilding, especially, and they need to send out something like you shouldn't be posting all of this on your social media page, especially if you're going to be in large groups of people and not to excuse, not to like disguise all of this other stuff like that. But the mere fact that you have this social, you have this kind of influence and you have these people watching you and looking up to you and you're a public figure in a sense. I mean, you're still in NXT, but you're a public figure and you're out here parading and kind of going around maskless, having parties during a whole, you know, pandemic. Like, and it's kind of, ins- go ahead. I looked at some of the comments, like some of the people talking about, hey, my grandmother passed from this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and I hate to get that dark, but it's, it. this is a lot of people's reality and it might not be your reality, but it is. And, I mean, it speaks to something that personally I'm going through right now. Like, I I am exhausted from being outraged about people doing yeah. stuff. I mean, that's the same with me as well. I'm exhausted at being like, you're wilding. Maybe you should go in the house. Like, if, if it's been a year. It'll be a year in three weeks of this. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, then I don't know what to tell you anymore about this shit. Like, like I mean, what what can we say? Like, I I'm not even surprised anymore. You look at the Super Bowl. You saw Titus O'Neil yeah. is all of them out there, no mask, playing flag fucking football. <laughs> we. <laughs> What, what 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 the fuck you know like i i don't know what to say anymore you know and we've been talking about this since covid started man you know what i'm saying like and we're, we're a year we're a year from it and it's still going on and, it, and it's still a main a main attraction or main conversation on our show i think i think essentially what it boils down to and, and you know i would prefer everyone i mean if you're going to do these things wear a mask and be as safe as possible especially if you have family and all these other stuff that you could 100 percent affect but i think it comes down to people are going to do whatever they want to do anyway that is america people are just going to do whatever they want to do anyway um but i do think that just it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 so dumb, and it's uh, I I just don't agree. And I don't it it evolved into this entire situation. Deanna Perazzo is defending Steve Cutler on on Twitter against people who just kind of like yeah, but you guys need to be doing this and you need to be at parties. And Deanna Perazzo is like, I'm not the only one at parties. All your favorite superstars are at parties oh, too, wow. and it's like yeah, that was whack. That was let, let, you know what I'm 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 done. Let, let's let's move on. <laughs> that was whack, by the way. That was super whack. <laughs> whack. I, I got a lot of bars for Deanna and and Chelsea and and how they kind of dictate. I feel as though they dictate dirt sheets and what gets out. But I, I'll I'll bring that up another day. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's go really let's let's go very short. Literally a minute on Bow Wow in the WWE okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go shorter than bow wow um uh it's not gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen so i yeah. think what if you get bow on like nxt <laughs> no if if he if it is the thing about it is there's no crowd so there's no way to like organically bring him in and it's like of course the, the wwe wrestlers like corbin and stuff like that are reacting to it but it's like there's like actually no plans and i don't think they're going to do multiple artists at one time like let the bad bunny thing run its course it seems to be mm. that will run its course by wrestlemania so and, and we're going to talk about that during raw but you know that just let that go you know what i'm saying like bow wow not bigger than cardi and we're going to talk about what the cardi thing in just a second yeah. that's what i want to get to that's what i want to get to right now right but uh, i mean they posted the news article at 1 a.m. <laughs> on <Yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you guys really have faith in this. Um, if Bow Wow comes to the WWE, I think it'll be hilarious. I really do. I think it'll be super awkward. I think it'll be super hilarious. I think it'll be super... It, it's weird because it's considered a thing that's out of touch now because Bow Wow is such a kind of like an older star and not like old by age, but old by like... Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like 2004 um, was probably like peak Babao things or maybe even 2001. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't see him bring him in, but if they do, I'm going to watch it anyway. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I want to talk about this last thing before we go to, uh, sorry if this offends. Uh, in sure. the break. Um, The Nick Khan article in Forbes, did you get a chance to check that out? I did get a chance to check it out. I did. This guy's good. <laughs> this guy's real good at what he does. Uh, Talk just, about it, man. Talk about it from someone who, uh, I guess you could say kind of adjacent the world. Well, like what stood out to you about this article? It, 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 it buys into a lot of things that we've talked about in private and a lot of things that we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. in terms 
love uh, how Nick Khan would be a game changer because of his connections. Now, this is the guy that we knew already was speaking directly to Fox. And in this article, you can yeah. you can damn it tell that he is their their earpiece and their mouthpiece as well. Their, the relationship between Fox and WWE is as good as it's ever been. They're happy. I don't have any believe I don't have any reason to not believe it. But what really caught my eye was when he, you know, there was a uh, there was a uh, earnings call last week, and he said that you know the eyeballs shifted. And he has a quote here that really stood out to me when he said, "In all my time in LA, since SmackDown started in October 2019, through when I moved to Connecticut, I watched every episode of SmackDown live on the app." Now he says, uh, "So it's simply like, hey, there is a departure." Uh, so no, he said, so my viewership, your viewership are not counted in the ratings. So it's simply, Hey, mm-hmm. there's a departure. People are watching on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. People are watching the direct to consumer product, which only Fox knows how many folks are actually watching that. Fox seems quite pleased to us with the overall viewership. And that's the nuance in what I was attempting to say during the call. Mm. That's important. I could. Yeah. I would imagine it. Listen, 2.5 million viewers on a Friday night. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's or good. More. Or more. Yeah. Or yeah. more. Like people like myself, I watch SmackDown, I'll watch half the day of and half the day after. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or like they're, they, these, you know, how are they quantifying these views? I think that they know how they do it. And and especially within, when you're talking about rights deal, you're talking about TV, and you're talking about like even just as big as like, you know, how they do marketing for, for these shows. Mm-hmm. These are not shows that they're giving up on. Universal, and, and the thing is like, I know a lot of people get this misconstrued. The billion dollars wasn't for more TV. It was for the network. You know what I mean? Like there's no, it's no indication either way that Universal is unhappy or happy, but it is a big indication that WWE is driving content. And right. Nick is right here saying that they're going to do whatever it takes to drive more content. And he said also, he doesn't believe that there are kids, you know, teenage kids that are not watching the show. And I actually, I believe it. Look at how much Bad Bunny's selling merch wise. Look at the YouTube I mean, numbers that he's pulling in on every one of his segments. Listen, Bad Bunny is a different type of animal. This is, it would be the equivalent. I mean, I don't even need to say the equivalent because Bad Bunny is Bad Bunny. So I don't know what I'm equating it to. But in terms of just like getting a pop star at his peak and doing great things and having, it it would be like if WWE acquired Drake. Like at, at, at this point and just kind of all the eyeballs that he bring in. And, and the thing is that it's so natural because he's an actual fan that he's even, he's fucking on raw every week. Like that's insane. You know how wild that is. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, it's <laughs> about Cardi B and he says, uh, you know, he talks about bad bunny being a game changer, but he says with, with Cardi B, uh, you know, that, you know, I, he wants to have more of that. And he said, obviously there is no touring right now because of the pandemic. So the ability to get bad bunny for however long this run is going to be, and you're going to see a lot of them. This is literally hours before raw. I did not know he was going to be on raw. Um, I don't believe that that would have existed in a world where bad bunny were on tour. That is important mm. to know. WWE can get a lot more opportunities from the fact that celebrities are largely not doing much in terms of touring, in terms of, you know, shooting a lot of movies there can be a lot of opportunity here. So you see the success of a Bad Bunny with a merch drop, which with a lot of this stuff, a performance, all of this, it becomes a money-making opportunity for musicians. Whether And listen, they're not listening to you fucking fans. They just don't care. They're looking at Spotify. <laughs> they're not looking at no fucking Metallica. They're looking at who's popping right now on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and that's where they're going to go. Now, truth be told, the Cardi B thing, I think is something that will happen probably not this year. Um, I mean, she supposedly has an album coming out. I just don't know how that factors into what she's trying to do. <laughs> I, sure. I don't. I don't know how her 
you look at that up video and you're like, I don't know how this translates to WWE. It's just not going to like they, they would have to go TV 14 for a night for her. But Nick Khan's a, Nick Khan. It's, it's a great interview. And I think he's very smart in how he's approaching WWE. This is not as much as I hate to say it, or I don't really hate to say it, but it's really interesting because we've never seen anything like this before. This is not a wrestling company no more. This is an entertainment company. They're making, absolutely they're making TV shows, not movies. And I think, I, that's I, what we got. I, you know, just go ahead. Yeah, it, it's 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 not a wrestling show, <laughs> and I think that yeah. anyone judging it that way after this year, after last year, especially after the billion dollar deals, you're looking at it from one side only. And, and I think people got to educate themselves. Like you, you got a wrestling company that's trying to be an entertainment company right now on Wednesdays, but then you got an entertainment company that is far surpassed what they want to do with wrestling, and that's what you have with WWE. Absolutely. I think WWE is marketing itself as a brand, as a lot of a lot of entities have been trying to do this year. I mean, you look at the collaborations of like um, Travis Scott and McDonald's. And I don't think a Travis Scott and WWE collaboration is too far off, by the way. I think especially if they're able to tap in on the Bad Bunny thing and able to like grab the, you know, Travis Scott, Cactus Jack, figuring it out, putting it all together. I mean, it's an easy collaboration. You see stuff like they're targeting Cardi B. The weekend is the theme for WrestleMania instead of like some old dried up band or some wash pop star or something along those lines that just makes sense. It's like they're obviously trying to go for the current market of things. And I don't and there is, you know, they're just trying to establish themselves as a brand, as an entity, as as opposed to just like a wrestling thing. And I think that's going to be amazing for us as viewers who want to see much more of the worlds collide between stuff that we find pop culture and WWE, because WWE is pop culture in a sense. I mean, you look back, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, you know, the, the more. I mean, there's more. But <laughs> you look at all these. Yeah. Or, I mean, Booker T now because of this whole Bad Bunny video. Like, you look at so many things. WWE is 100% ingrained in Americana pop, pop culture. And I think they're taking advantage of that. And I think Nick Khan is like, listen, how can we look at this less of a wrestling company and look at this more of a brand? And I think that's what we're seeing. And that's what I think we're going to see from the future. I mean, I don't know Bow Wow figures into those plans, but certainly a Cardi B, certainly a Travis Scott, certainly a a a collaboration, hopefully in the future with like, you know, an actual, not like tap out or something, but like maybe like Nike or fucking Adidas or some shit like that um, gets into works. And maybe we see just a lot more. I think it's I think it's a great I think he's doing great for the company. And I think he's opening up a lot of eyes and I think he's doing business in a very smart way. Um, and I guess that's what they hired him for, you know? Yeah. Before we go to break, I want to get a little bit serious. If I can be serious for a minute. Without being interrupted. First, sorry if this offends of 2021. We made it. We're here. There's been a lot of talk over the past couple of weeks about age in wrestling. Who's too old? Who's too young? We brought it up a little bit last week with with Cam, but it's getting louder after last night's Raw, especially after the Royal Rumble age. So for the main event, and we'll talk about this on 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 the Raw side after the break of the Elimination Chamber, you have Drew McIntyre facing all former WWE champions all in their 40s. Of course, people are upset. Of course, Dave Meltzer says that WWE doesn't know how to make new stars and so on and so forth. This was never a problem 
a year ago. No one brought it up. No one said anything. It only got it became such a huge problem when absolutely when Goldberg came back and then it continued on from there. You have Edge at 47 putting over new guys in a way that honestly we haven't seen anybody do <laughs> who as far as part-timers go in the past couple of years. And we have a lot of signs that this could actually be a different, a different way to portray these new stars in this new climate, but no one's trying to give it a chance. And I wonder why. Why do you think that is, Mills? I have my own thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish your thoughts. I have my own thoughts on the entire age thing and, and, and why they're doing that. But I'll let you finish your thoughts on this. I can tell you my thought on age. They want people to watch the damn show. They want people <laughs> to watch the show. And in the case of people like a Drew McIntyre or whoever Edge picks or whoever Edge gives a handshake to, what's over on the show, what's over on his Twitter, they're trying to get people to watch those guys too. I think that it's a lot more enticing on the road to WrestleMania if you have a main event featuring a lot of the guys that they know and, and have loved over the past couple of years than having a, a, bunch of, a bunch of newer guys that they're still developing and still building on. A lot of this is, should be easy. I think in the in the case of like a Keith Lee, it should be easy to get this guy over. But a lot of guys need a little bit more seasoning. Is it is it detrimental in this in the in the sense of the elimination chamber? You know, originally I was a little I chafed at the idea, but I came around to it when I saw who was the champion going into that match. A completely new guy facing guys that have been there before. I think that's a good story. I think that they should focus on that story. They're not going to, but I think it's a new way to portray the older talent in a new light. We're going to be seeing a lot more older talent <laughs> as we go into WrestleMania. We should strap in, but you should absolutely not be mad if these guys are on TV because they're trying to do this. The one thing that you're saying WWE can't do, and that is draw people to watch the show. I personally think on the age thing with WWE, um, we're in a different period of time. And I think a lot of people are still kind of wrapped into the 2001 through 2000, like maybe like nine era of the WWE where they were acquiring, I guess the people who were in talent relations at the time were acquiring a lot of young guys. And to be honest with you, you look at everyone who came out the other side from that. And it really wasn't much. I mean, you look at, I think probably if you, if you go back into that kind of era, who's, you know, available now, it's really Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz. And that's probably it. Not a lot of people make it. And I think with the age thing and looking at a, you know, WWE championship match with a lot of guys in their 40s, I think WWE over the last number of years have kind of realized and kind of stepped away from the sort of ageism. We haven't looked at 38 like a death sentence that we do, especially when you see like the Raw Women's Champion is in her late 30s. Whereas in the beginning of the, you know, the 21st century, by 33, she would have been sent to the glue factory. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, I think we're looking at a different time where we're acknowledging talent more so than the actual age. And we actually realize that a lot more experience comes with age and that brings a lot more talent and that brings a lot more um, excitement to the actual show i think and what they've also realized in the early 2000s and i want to give you a key thing randy orton is that young guys aren't as mature <laughs> yeah. as they probably could be um and you actually you can see that now i mean you look at a big situation with the velveteen dream right someone who's incredibly young on the show and and leo rush and stuff like that and people who probably could and i'm not just naming black guys don't do that to me but so people Austin who, Theory, who I think Austin Theory, Austin Theory, there you go, who is turning a corner, 
of sort. Right. NXT. Who's turning yeah. and it, but it comes with maturation, it comes with age. And that's even you look at us, like when you look at us in our twenties, early twenties and stuff like that. Like I look at myself, I look at old tweets and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, I was on crack. <laughs> but <laughs> um you look at stuff like that, but you realize that like, yo, where you want to be moving forward or with these mature kind of, you know, um superstars and athletes and stuff who can give you those matches who can give you the excitement on raw who can deliver in time and yes you want these newer people to become acquainted to you know the situation as well but i do think it takes time to build that and you know i have my own thoughts on the raw main event but i don't think age is as much of a factor as it as it should be in 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 2021 because simply it's not 2001 anymore you know what i'm saying yeah. Like we don't we don't have to dictate like the next we don't have to say the next big guy is going to be 23, 24, 25 because it doesn't have to be anymore. And, right. you know, that, that's my thoughts on that. Yes, uh, I, I, it was fantastic. I, I think thank you for that, Mills. And uh, that okay. is this uh, week's sorry if this offends. When we, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Smackdown and we're going to be talking about Raw. So stay tuned on the A show. Welcome back. <laughs> Miz, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the guy who put that Money in the Bank briefcase on the map. I know a thing or two about the Money in the Bank. I know that at WrestleMania, as soon as I raise that championship over my head, I need eyes in the back of my head. But in case I forgot, you just reminded me. I'm out here as the master manipulator keeping three world champions on high alert, and you just told me what you're going to do? You need to worry about the chamber. You definitely need to worry about Damian Priest. Hell, you need to worry about Bad Bunny. See, I'm out here playing high stakes poker. You're playing old maid. There are fundamental differences with the way we think. I think at a different level than you. You're content with being awesome. I'm not. Did that 20 years ago. <laughs> you want to talk? <laughs> All right. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> I knew you were going to play that shit. <laughs> stop it right there. I knew you were going to play that shit. First of all, to everyone who's adding me in this, I love Edge, by the way. <laughs> and I love Edge. Edge is my favorite superstar of all time. As much as I love The Miz, Edge is my... But Edge, he went in. My man went... <laughs> he had been waiting years to do <laughs> he smoked. He smoked him, yo. That was why was that segment a thing? I I know why this segment was a thing. I think it's if I'm Edge at this point is to plug in any like holes yeah. that may be in his decision making with all the other stuff like that, and just have a moment with the Miz and stuff like that. But or maybe it motivates the Miz or whoever that. But I was like, wow. I love his face. And if you guys haven't seen the actual video, please go on the WWE YouTube and watch it. His face when he says, you just told me what you're going to do. And he was just like, this promo sucks. And then he just proceeded to <laughs> destroy Miz. He, I think he was talking to the writers. And not, I, I feel like Edge did not know what Miz was going to say. And he just went off <laughs> on his own. It, again, it shows you the difference between these written promos, of course, and you know these guys that used to just be allowed to go off the cuff. And... Wow, that was that was a good promo. We're gonna talk about that in a, in a second, um, but we're gonna. <laughs> I hate everybody, by the way. We're gonna we talk. To come come at me as if I don't love them both. Miz and Miz and Edge are in my personal Mount Rushmore. Don't quote me on that. No, 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 exactly. No. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Y'all got that? Did y'all get that? Don't All quote right. me on that. <laughs> Put oh, some tags okay. over this, please. You got that. 
uh, Edge showed up on SmackDown as he showed up on every single show last week to flirt with the champions. He visited SmackDown last Friday uh, to mull over his decision, which led to a, once again, beginning the show with Roman, ending the show with Roman. How'd you feel about this? Because uh, we were all waiting for this one, honestly, I think, for the whole week. Um, I think by SmackDown, <laughs> we knew I was like, we weren't going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, yeah, we're not going to get it. Um, I didn't think he would make his decision on SmackDown. I was glad that, I mean, good main event kind of setting up an angle and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect him to make his decision on SmackDown. Good segment, though. I think just Roman and Edge. Edge is on a, you know, he's he's been great for as long as he's been, for at least 15 years, 20 years. Um, so... Just the segment in the moment with Roman Reigns, I think it was going to be awesome nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, it, it ended up leading to something that I don't know if you rolled your eyes at, but I could feel like I heard you rolling your eyes at it. Well, you didn't spoil it for me, so thank you for that. But I yeah, I didn't want to. I told you not to go to WWE's YouTube or any social because WWE's social team doesn't give a fuck whether you watch the show or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Why? What are they gonna do? I, I, in my mind, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna have KO win it, and I'm just like, no, they're not. No, <laughs> there's, just, there's just nobody else on the level. Unless, do you think they're gonna do like kind of like a a, a a double threat, kind of like you know, have both championships defended? That would be the big. That to me, that would be a big hook for Elimination Chamber to have both championships defended in the chamber this year, right? I think it would be amazing because I do think that SmackDown has a mixture between young and, and, and great stars for a chamber match that would make it actually exciting. Um, I don't know if the women are getting a chamber this year. Um, I would that's, imagine that's so. What that's what gives me pause because it doesn't seem like Asuka needs a chamber. It doesn't seem like well, Sasha- she's not getting one considering Raw. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It, it, like, it, it honestly seems as though it's going to be the guys this year. Um, which which would be a bummer, but I think like honestly, like last year, like I, I'm I'm burnt on the on the women's chambers after they completely fucked it up with the with the the Shayna thing, with like the Shayna thing, yeah. It, it, I'm burnt down on that one, so maybe they give that one a year off. I know people are going to complain, but like I mean, what? <laughs> what, what can I don't you, know where. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can have one for Sasha, to be honest with you, and I don't think you can have one for Oscar at this point. So it'd be kind of like, I mean, you could have one for Sasha, to be honest with you. It's just like who are the six women after like four of them you get. <laughs> they're not deep enough. They're not deep enough to, to no, have that not deep. chamber. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think this this Friday on SmackDown that would be the announcement. That's the only way you get around a one on one KO uh, match and then have him have him get his mania opponent at that show because it, it looks to me according to Edge on Raw like Edge on Raw pretty much told us to skip this next week of TV and just wait till after <laughs> after the chamber yeah. it's gonna pop off. Because we're not going to know anything until then. Or wait till after Vengeance Day. <laughs> He's, He's not, not going back to that. No I was like, this nigga's not waiting for no damn. Man, Kylo Riley <laughs> go pull his whole tricep out and it's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, detach I, his whole shoulder, his whole clavicle. And, you know, it's going to be a problem. What did you feel about the potential of like promos between these two? I thought that you know they didn't give us much on Friday, but there, there's a potential between these guys to give some really good promos. You know, I think 
I I do agree. There's definitely potential. I think I'm out of the the promo mark, and let's start getting into the programs. You know what I'm saying? Like we've said, I think Edge has said what he needs to say at this point. Roman has said what he needs to say at this point. Let's get into an actual program where people are beating each other up and having matches. Um, because when, I think we, uh, when you get to March, it's like full speed ahead. There's like no time, literally, for, for yeah, this card. Yeah. I mean, WrestleMania have been pushed back a week or two. I think they have time. They'll have a little bit they over. They still have fast lane. They still have fast lane, which I think fast lane is going to be such a like nothing show. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the first one on Peacock, so something will be there. Um, but I don't think it's going to be anything that like changes the direction of Mania, really. Yeah. Um, is Carmella, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks segment? I'm. Ooh, child. <laughs> Afraid. Or Wu Chile, uh, if you're Wu Chile, <laughs> Wu Chile. Um, I'll be honest. I'm going to be incredibly honest, and I'm glad we're saying this at the 45 minute mark of this episode. So it's really nice and dug into the episode. You really got to find this. You really got to be listening to <laughs> hear this. It was not the best promo, and I'm promo. going. I'm going to blame, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad. I'm blaming Sasha Banks for this. I knew something was off when she started like gyrating at the ramp, and I was like, "You don't never do this." <laughs> this I mean, was- she does it, but it's like, I mean, she's she's very much so into her character, but I think that's really the problem, right? She was deep. She was deep grinding on Friday, though. <laughs> she was like deep grinding. I was like, "What is going I've seen on?" Twerk on the stage, like she's been, she's you know, she shakes her tail feather from time to time. So um, she gets there, she gets up there, uh, and let me be clear: we're saying that she was the worst part of it because, like, I felt as though this segment after Sasha appeared would have probably been best left to Bianca and Carmella because Carmella actually can talk as well and could have you know helped elevate it. I felt like Sasha was like a hat on top of a hat in a lot of ways because they th- mm-hmm. those didn't need to be out there and Reginald as well. Like those four were just like it was just too much. But I'm worried because here's my, here's my thought. Bianca is going to need a lot of uh, um, a lot of people to give her a lot, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, on the way. No, that 100% makes sense. Carmella needs to give her everything she's got. Bailey has already given her everything she's got. Sasha needs to give Bianca everything she's got to get this. That's this the goal. most important part. <laughs> I don't feel as though, and this is again week one, but I know that we have a bunch of weeks of, of like, I have no clue what they're going to do, but I already know they're going to be in the tag team sooner than later. But, um, the week one wasn't promising to me as far as what Sasha would do for, for Bianca. She already had that face. You know the face. <laughs> you know the you know the, you know the face. We saw the face before. She had that face when she came out, and I was like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> and you know, Bianca's not the best promo right now. She'll get there. Bianca's not the best in ring right now. She'll get there as well. But working with ring generals like Bailey and like Sasha will get her there. I I want to know that week to week, Sasha's going to be able to kind of like give Bianca all that she can give. And and what she said on Friday was just like, nah, this wasn't this wasn't good at all. Right. I think just in general, I mean, especially where we agree on the same points, I think Sasha needs to be in the position where she understands that she's also putting over talent in this situation. And not that she can't, because she definitely has, and she has done so in the ring, and, and she's done plenty of it. But you need to realize that you're 
we're building this new personality. And again, this is week one. So we're talking about week one. Things could change in the future. But you need to be able to give your opponent something, especially if you're building up someone new, especially if you're building up a new challenger, especially you can't immediately. Sasha Banks is a lot of times in the Sasha Banks business and putting over Sasha Banks while talking about Sasha Banks, while showing you Sasha Banks. Well, there's Bianca Belair kind of standing across from you in the ring. And you yeah. need to put some shine on her too. Yeah. And you need and 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 it was awkward for me because at some point I feel like Carmella was off to the side and it was like, this is kind of awkward. And I felt like I don't know if that was like a real face or something face, but it, it just felt like, first of all, she was the third wheel in that promo. But it also felt like I think Bianca was searching for something and Sasha wasn't really giving it. Yeah. In terms of like, hi, you cute and all, but I'm the boss. And I'm just like, wait, hold on, wait. But she's the Royal Rumble winner. Like, you understand that? Like, you have to acknowledge her and you have to put her in this situation and give her quite a bit too in this program. So that's all I'll say about that. This is the first week. Yeah, we'll see this week. Um, but they gotta they gotta get rolling. Uh there there should be also there should be no uh there should be no question about who Bianca's gonna be picking here. Stop, stop it. <laughs> like we don't need to we don't need two storylines of two people not knowing what the fuck they're gonna pick. We know who they're gonna pick. Right. It's not gonna be Asuka. Stop, stop fucking around. Just have her pick Sasha on Friday and get, let's get this thing rolling because Bianca needs a lot going into this. Um, so I mean, not much go- went on. Uh there was a really good triple threat IC title match. Uh it's fantastic if you if you get a chance to go watch it. Uh Cesaro picks up another win against Danny Ryan. What are they doing with Danny Ryan? I don't I don't really know what 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 <laughs> lovable chum i don't know <laughs> like i uh he's just putting over guys i think that's where he's at in his career and i think we're going to get to the final once we get to the final run i think we'll know it yeah it, this seems think, to be, yeah. is roman is is roman in his future not now okay not right now i don't think so i don't even think i could figure that into mania considering how he's been acting and stuff like that so i can't even figure that but losing way too much yeah well he losing yeah cesaro needs it cesaro got the new contract they ain't just dry baby come on give my man a couple wins give him the intercontinental championship shot you know oh my god um anything else on smackdown it was a pretty uh quick show it was it was largely buoyed by the edge uh, edge stuff i'm the- looking i'm looking oh wwe you full of cap for putting that orange man on my television to celebrate 33 years of nothing like <laughs> 33 years of the most viewed main event i was like since when do you guys celebrate anniversaries on shows <laughs> that felt to me like a fox mandate and i don't think that they uh they thought that one through but it felt like they were pushing a show that they're trying to do and mm. uh that that's what it felt like to me i don't think that it was like a lot of people were thinking very like like they were weaponizing this against us on Black History Month. Was, Black I, History Month, because that's yeah, what people thought. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I mean, you got to fill content with shit. Uh, I, I I don't think that it was purposeful that they did that. I do think that it was like mandated by the network to have at least somebody on the show, uh, at least one of these weeks. So let me tell you something, brother. Thirty three years, I lifted up the fifteen thousand pound, you know. And I was just like, bro, are we really doing this? Like thirty three years, this could not have been on YouTube. Just be clear. <laughs> Like, we're not escaping Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like that's that's no, just something that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so you can you we we all hate it. I know we all hate it. You can hate it all you want, he but there he will show up on the other show eventually. I'm sure. Exactly. He's not gonna. He'll be on NXT in the in the road to uh. <laughs> to, 
he'll show the uh, black and yellow meets the yellow and red, brother. Like he's gonna let me do tell you something about the undisputed era. I'm <laughs> let me tell you about these pythons that are undisputed. You know some bullshit. Uh, and you know they'll love it down there. Um, let's head to over to the red brand. Yes. <sighs> Illumination Chamber. We have. <laughs> We have uh, we have three matches announced from the Raw side on that already. I mean, that's a pretty productive show if you have three matches announced on the show. I think it's a pretty productive show, whether it was good or not. So from the top of the card, and we talked about this earlier on uh, Sorry If This Offends, we have the, the Elimination Chamber uh, uh, Championship match, which I think it's, that's a good touch. I'm fine with that. I think that's great to have mm-hmm. the title defended in the chamber. I, I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think it's great to have the title defended in the chamber. Um. Okay, so Drew is facing Orton, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and now who's the last guy? Miz. Miz, yeah, that guy. Why the fuck is it Miz? The Miz thing pissed me off more than anything. The AJ thing pissed me off too. But AJ, the thing is, is like, who would you rather have in that match other than AJ Styles? Because AJ can make I, it. AJ is not the problem to me in this match. Yeah. This match. So the problem to me was one to set up. You have Shane McMahon come out. I'm making a blockbuster announcement for Elimination Chamber, and he just announced Elimination Chamber match. And I was like, are you dead ass? Like, I just, I, I, I went into Raw last night. I was like, please don't disappoint me. And legitimately within the first 10 minutes, I was like, you just, so we're just going to use Shane McMahon to announce a match that this man could have just announced himself. Um, second thing, the 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 WWE champion odds like the elite W former only former WWE champions in this match I felt like they could have used a lot more variety with people that we haven't seen before and I'm telling you like we don't need five other white guys in this match and it's not to make it a complete race thing but it is also like yo bro you have other you could use Kofi Kingston in this match and figure out how to lean retribution into it to 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 give retribution at least a kind of look where it's like oh this main event program is being disturbed by retribution they could do do what happened to Ali two years ago three years ago where they could yeah that's what I was booking that's what was meals booking on on, online people loved it yeah I, Um, I and then you could have, you know, the 20 million viewer man, Jinder Mahal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, put Jinder in this match. He has history with Drew. You know, he he's a best friend of Drew or something along those lines. Like, he just had 20 million viewers over in India the other week. Put him in the match and be like, yo, we, we, the, the, the Maharaja is on his way back. And he's yeah. and you at least set him up. You don't have to keep him there, but you at least set him up with the opportunity. Like, the variety. We've seen what is Jeff Hardy going to do in Elimination Chamber? <laughs> something, something stupid. I they they give him way too much burn on Raw. Let me tell you, it's I don't easy. I, I don't get it every week. I do not want to see him every week. I'm sorry, I just don't. I get it because he's lovable. I saw a tweet the other day. I was <laughs> I saw a tweet not even the other day earlier today that Jeff Hardy in 08 was more popular than Obama. And I <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It might not be wrong, but oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and you know, the age thing is not the the issue. The age is not the problem. It's to yeah. seeing these same fuckers on the same show against the same people on every friggin' night, and now seeing them in elimination chamber. My my least liked of all stipulations, by the way. It's gonna be a long match, I, and they they've automatically. Well, I think AJ and Drew are gonna have a banger. If, if, let, let them be the last two in, you know what I mean. And 
I don't know the the Miz thing seemingly going nowhere. I, I just don't see any path for Miz to be the champion, and and if so, like well, we've done this already. You know what I mean? Like that that's something that's been done. Like not saying that he shouldn't get another run. I think that he could be good, and but like not on this show. You know what I mean? Like mm. he could he could do it on a better show because a lot of the faces on this show he's already he's already been beaten by before. You know what I mean? Like Keith Lee, he doesn't deserve to be in the match. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. I, know, I love Miz, but he doesn't deserve to be in the match. He lost to everybody. He lost yeah. to Damian Priest last week. Yeah. Well, was it was it him or Morrison? I forget. It was, it was Morrison, but it, it's still like I just I, I don't like the, the the way the match looks. I I'm all for stacking the deck against Drew, and it seems to be like something that Shane you know was kind of uh, hinting at that he was trying to do when they had that little conversation. But like I I, I don't like the the path there for Drew and and having the, again. Money in the Bank is in is in May. Why are we hanging this over? Like they should have just did the the right thing at TLC and just had the the briefcase not mean anything or, or or be gone. Like I don't know the path for Miz through this, especially like, let's talk about the Bad Bunny thing. Yeah, like d- does Bad Bunny help Damian Priest get the briefcase? Because right now we're trying to book that too. I, Sam I would, was trying to book that. I was like, "Yo, stay in your lane, guy. Stay in your lane." <laughs> He's trying to book Damian Priest. Or, no, he was trying to book. You know what? Let me not say anything. <laughs> Don't give away his booking, man. No, really, Listen. though. That, well, Miz is losing. He's going to have the match with Damian Priest. And he's going he's yes. to lose that match. And Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. He's going to lose that match. And is the idea that you do the tag match at WrestleMania with Miz and Morrison and Bad Bunny or, or Garza or whoever and, and, and Miz and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest and then the same night have Miz pull the heist of the century or the, or the night after? Like, is that the idea they're going for? I think that's the idea. They're going. I think it's definitely, if I were booking hashtag meals booking, I'm doing a very situation that they've never really done before where now the money in the bank holder is stressed because he has to worry about the clock. Yeah. And it's becoming, it's about to expire and he doesn't have much time and fucking Drew McIntyre is housing people and then Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns and he's in a very precarious situation where he's like, I don't know what to do because it is not easy to take the belt off of him and he's running out of time. That's what I would do. So I would keep it until May or something along those lines, but he's running out of time to the point where it's like, it's money in the bank night. He needs to cash it in. Something has got to happen and something happens. Yeah. Um. What do you feel about the Bad Bunny segment this week? I thought. I mean, again, another another showcase for for Damian Priest. And, I yeah, love it. Can't you know? Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Ooh, fuck it. I, He's so cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like, bro, what am I supposed to hate him? Like, I, come on, I'm not that guy. I'm not that. He, he came on sandals this week. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just a fucking cool guy. He's just cool. He was a cool guy. Um, my put fiance, him, keep him my away fiance, from Matt Riddle. My fiance was pissed. Because I, she was like, "Is Bad Bunny on tonight?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know. Probably not." And then he shows up like at the eight thirty hour or the eight thirty. Like they they announced he was gonna be on the show. I was like, "Oh shit, he is on the yo, show." Yo, he think you think he's taking the bump? You think he's taking a he's taking a skull crushing finale or a midnight road or whatever the hell it is? You think he's yeah, taking he, a major bump? He's gonna he's gonna sell the fuck out of whatever bump he takes. I think he takes like a table bump. I think they they injure him to get him off TV for a while, and mm-hmm. then he comes back. That would make sense to me. You don't want to burn him out. And I think they know that. Yeah, but absolutely. If he's a weekly part of the show, that's pretty cool, too. That's like some shit we haven't seen since like the 90s. Like a musical. I band. agree. I agree. We should talk uh, about your, your least favorite part of the show, which always. 
for week the Lashley part. Uh, of course, we got more hurt business stuff. Uh, the tag champions are, are not there, uh, not there this week on the show. Makes no sense if they were doing a breakup angle, but you know, who am I? Keith Lee and Matt Riddle had a match to determine who had the momentum going into a U.S. title match. Of course, Matt Riddle now did not lose <laughs> that title match they had a week and a half ago. Like I said, it was a DQ. They just didn't announce it as such, which was weird. Uh, they have a really great match. I thought this match was the best match on the show. Oh, was, yeah. Easily. It was Easily. Um, Riddle is someone who can have bangers, and he's a good utility guy in that if they don't trust him with the belt, you can at least have him have a good match with somebody in, in a loss. Um, Keith Lee wins, of course. Keith Lee's making his return to the show after two weeks of being off Raw. He's made his return. No announcement of where he was. Um, and then after Keith Lee wins, Bobby Lashley comes out and beats them both up. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, always the spoiler. Um, what a real aggro gentleman. Man, look like an angry thumb. Oh my god. Um, I hate the storyline, Milos. I hate the storyline. It's a triple threat. I, I I understand what they're going for. It's the triple threat thing, but also, yeah, he needs at to some lose. Point, so, yeah, at some point, someone needs to get over on Lashley. He needs to lose. Um, I like I said last night. I really love the Keith Lee Matt Riddle feud. I I give I don't give two shits about Bobby Lashley. If he's not going to be in the orbit, and li- listen, he's not going to be in the orbit of the WWE champion anytime soon. Why don't why don't they just do Priest and, and Lashley or something like that? That would that's something new and that we haven't you seen. Get some North American Championship fuse in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's just again like it, it it's it's just weird to have Lashley hold so much power over all of these guys that could not really use the belt. They couldn't like I don't want Keith Lee to be getting beat up. I don't I don't think it's it's um beneficial for you guys put so much behind Riddle for the whole year. You have him losing, or not even losing, but looking stupid every week. It's it's like really and, weird. And I think they're, to be honest with you, I think they're characterizing Bobby Lashley wrong. Bobby Lashley, as good as he, he's skilled. He's not a monster just because he's big as fuck. Like he's right. skilled and he's incredible at what he does. And he has a, a large skill set of like MMA and all these other things like that. But he's not a monster. He is not a, you know, what people would, you know, wanted like, I guess, Lars Sullivan to be. He's not someone who shows up and beats the shit out of people. He is very good at what he does. And he doesn't really need to do that. So I always felt like they're characterizing him wrong of him coming out. He's been screaming and sweating and throwing people and all this other stuff like that. And I was like, yo, you don't need to do that. It's Bobby Lashley. We know he's good. Like, you know, just let him cook and let him do him. But, you know, it's a and, and put it over some people because, again, he's Bobby Lashley. He's been around for a while. He's done some pretty amazing stuff. You can put over people some once in a while and we can make it make sense. So, yeah, I'm not really sure where they're going. So we got a um, we got a triple threat at Elimination Chamber. I'm not I'm, mad at that. I'm fine with that. If Bobby Lashley wins this fucking triple threat. I'm going to talk about this for 30 minutes and I'm going to book this shit myself. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> we're J5 other, booking. We're going to the other things that I didn't like. Charlotte and mm. Lisa. Oh, boy. <sighs> These two have no chemistry. <laughs> Charlotte is someone who plays up, much in the way that I feel as though Booker T is, he plays up to or performs up to his competition. So Booker T will have some really fantastic matches with like, uh, Chris Benoit or uh, Finley. Finley, people like that. When it came to like the boogeyman, it just fell apart. 
couldn't do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Charlotte Lacey was was bad bit bad business, <laughs> not bad bunny, bad business. Um, well, promo also bad business. What was he saying? <laughs> Bro, there was one part where he like he he garbled his words so much that I was like, "Is this man? Is he drunk? <laughs> is this one? tie on too tight? His suit looked great. His suit was fucking. I was like, "Yo, that's a suit right there." But yeah, he's drippy. He's drippy. He's a but the whole um. I think they're using him to get over Lacey thing, which is good. I mean, I think Lacey needs if you want to continue to establish as a star. But I do think that match was very very icky and it was very very bad. And to put in the situation of if Lacey Winch get a title shot, I think it uh, it sold it way too. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess Lacey's getting a title shot, and sure enough, she won the match and she got a title shot. And I think it should have been in that moment where after the match, we needed a, a segment where Oscar's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, where was she? Oscar was chilling with Bianca. <laughs> that, that was weird too. Bianca being on the show is weird. It's- Bianca was like, I'm here to do what, girl? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but when I know, you'll know. And Oscar was like, Hi, we're not ready for Bianca. And I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> so silly. So silly. Stop fooling us. The only person we absolutely do not know who they're going to pick is Edge. Yeah, that's the only person that we shouldn't know who they're going to pick. We, uh, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Lana gets her revenge on Nia Jax in a tables match. Oh, the, the biggest social moment of the show, for sure. Listen, man, I, I, I ain't rocking with people trying to, like, forget about the fact that Nia believes in QAnon and, uh, you know, she's a terrible person. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not forgetting that. I can't vouch for the terrible person part. I'm not forgetting that part. <laughs> <laughs> um reckless it doesn't uh you hold she want to i'm not forgetting that doesn't <laughs> my whole thing was wild um that was wild as hell i i laughed loudly because it seemed like she obviously didn't care she 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 she's someone i think if it was 20 years ago they would have sent her back to developmental and told her like yo you need to fix some shit up but it's 2021. She's the cousin of The Rock. She has probably a lot of other things going on. They're not really doing that. But I do think that, like, one, cussing on fucking live television. Um, two, screaming my hole on live TV. Um, and three, injuring various people in your wake a large a, a long time ago would warrant some sort of, a, you know, some sort of, I won't say punishment, but at least something. And it hasn't yet. So I don't know if they ain't do nothing yet now, they ain't doing nothing yet ever. But Lana got her revenge on Naya. And then they opened Anna Baszler. Which was honestly much better. <laughs> well, no, actually, you know what? I don't want to say that because Lana and Naya wasn't bad. It, wasn't it was bad better than the Charlotte and Lana match, I'll tell you that. Uh Charlotte and Lacey. But the whole Oh yeah, Charlotte and Lacey, yes. Charlotte and Lacey. Um but uh, homegirl getting pushed through a table. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then needing like, medical attention is wild. <laughs> for a hole. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, um, so, we, we which hole didn't specify, but hey, we're here. Um, we're setting up Naomi and Lana to get a tag team title shot. I, I really don't foresee um, Shane and Nia having a long run with these again. So um, get them off. I wouldn't, it, give it, 
I wouldn't give it to Lana and Naomi. But I mean, hey, do whatever you want. Why not? I mean, they could get some really cool tag team stuff off. They're they're giving a lot for Lana. They are still pushing her a lot. So why not? Let her have a championship. She ain't getting the women's one. WWE is just like, yo, we not petty. We not petty on this side. We see see what's going on on that side. Me just saying that feels like something that's going to bite me in the ass. And I'm going to be pissed off in a couple weeks. Shit. Lana's going to get kicked out the match and Naomi's going to get a new partner. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Before we go, let's talk yeah. about Edge. Let's talk about Edge. Okay, sure. So Are you Edge, embarrassed? Yeah. You you play that embarrassing clip of him sunning my mans, but you know what? They both my man. So let's go. That's his fault. That's his choice. Um, Edge says, "Don't expect a cho- don't expect a choice from me until after elimination chamber." And I was like, "Wait, why did you show up in all four shows then? <laughs> to scope the memory- <laughs> to put people on notice?" That didn't make sense. Well, he didn't put Finn on notice. He just kind of showed up. Nah, love you. Like, I love y'all. Like, <laughs> no, you had the future. Love you. He had the trunk. We love you. You're very special. <laughs> you remind me of me, and you remind me of me, but with better hair. And I hope you guys have an amazing match because after that match, I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to head to Monday Night Raw Smack. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch that match. He's going to watch that match and say, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't care how many carrying crosses show up in the parking lot. He ain't coming back, bro. bro he ain't getting dropped on his goddamn neck. <laughs> like yeah. they went NXT. It's just not going to happen, bro. Maybe I'm if bugging. it was 2009, he definitely would. But today, no, he's not. He's not showing up to, to do no uh, neck and shoulder landings uh, at all. So, uh, I, I mean, I guess we got to punt this next week of Raw. <laughs> because he's definitely not going to choose. Don't have him on the show if he's not going to choose, though. Yeah. I got, I got a feeling he's going to be on SmackDown this week. I hope not. Just, yeah. Just stay home. I mean, he could... I mean, yeah, stay home. Huh. Stay or home. if you're going to have him wait, let him have a match. Let him have a match on every show. Yeah. Let him have a match on Friday. We've never seen Edge versus Daniel Bryan, have we? No, but he talked about wanting that match. Let him do that on Friday. On Monday, let us see uh, Edge versus who's somebody new up there, Riddle or somebody who who could take a loss and it not really hurt them. And then on on NXT, let it let it be Edge versus uh uh um Cameron Grimes or somebody. Edge ain't go. His body ain't built that way. Three matches one week. He's forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> he did an Isn't hour. It? Who okay? The Daniel Bryan match will definitely he's probably still hurting after that. <laughs> Daniel Bryan match will not be as intense as like a a, a, a riddle match would be. Hmm. I think. Hell, the Orton match wasn't even like that. The Orton match was just him and rest holds the whole night. <laughs> I think they're probably going to save him for fast lane. I feel like they're going to save him for fast lane. Save another edge match for fast lane. That's fine. Yeah, why not? Why not? I got nothing else for Raw. Yeah, me either. Uh, but I got nothing else for the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, follow us at the A Show RNC on Twitter, where we have so much fire content and weekly show uh, live tweets. Uh, make sure you listen to Spot Callers. They're on a roll over there, huh, Mills? They're they're killing it over there. Spot Caller. They're killing it over there. Listen, you, when you got content, War Report. War Report. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, when you got content, and when you got Finn versus uh, Finn versus uh, what's my man's name? Peter Dunn. Yes, yes, Pete Dunn. 
when you got him coming up this Sunday, NXT Vengeance Day, which I don't like the name, but that's me. Um, wait, uh, should we, can we do a little prediction? A little, what do we think will win that match? Well, uh, oh, Finn. I, I really oh, think okay. the match is Finn, Kyle O'Reilly, three. Because when NXT and the Booker's there, they know they have lightning in a bottle. They continue to open the bottle. And I think they're going yeah, to do that to, every time. I'm about to pull out the car. Let's do a 30-second prediction before. And then, you, of course, you can always listen to the War Report. But, you know, let's do a little 30 seconds. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to let them talk about it on, 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 on the War Report. Let's, whoa, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> hold on, I don't even, hold on, this Wikipedia article. <laughs> um, all right, quick, I'm going to ask you. I'm not even going to give my predictions. I'm going to ask you. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez. Who wins this match? Io Shirai. Okay. Um, women's <laughs> Dusty Road Tag Team Classic Finals. Um, Shit. Um, I'd say... Yeah, who's going to gonna be your winners, your overall winners coming out of that? Shotzi and Ember. Okay. Yeah, they do need to give Ember something because God knows. like, yeah. And they need Shotzi something too. Um, a Men's Dusty Road Tag Team Classic finish uh, finals. <sighs> Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. Um, and you've this already did. De- this is all dependent on matches that uh, are happening on. Have Wednesday. not happened yet. Are happening on Wednesday, so it is what it is. But you just given a pick. Um, North American Championship. They have it listed here as Johnny Gargano versus Kush. Ishida. <laughs> oh, I, Wikipedia. <laughs> I think this is going to be a long feud, so I'd say Gargano by def- nefarious means, but I do think Kushida will pick it up. Um, Mania weekend. It's not that it's not that long of a wait. So have Johnny win the first match and then Kushida win the the one that matters. They still doing they still doing a takeover Mania weekend. Remember Mania is two days. Ooh yeah, they could do it Wednesday. They could remember they did the takeover on Wednesday last year. Yeah yeah you're right. Okay Kushida. Yeah. Uh, uh so yeah I'll say Johnny. That's it. Yeah that's it. Okay. Uh, sorry, Cyrus. <laughs> sorry, Quan. <laughs> uh, but let, make sure you listen to their in-depth, uh, their in-depth predictions on Vengeance Day on the War Report this Friday. Uh, and yeah, and until then, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Really appreciate you guys always giving us so much love and support. We have a prediction show next week, and it is Mills' birthday. So until then, see you next week.